0: impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently not passively not like sometimes diligently seek him amen father we bless you today Lord and we thank you for your word that is truth your word that is life your word that is liberty Lord God Father, we ask you this morning that you would give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to your church. God, that we may be receptive to your revelation, Lord God, and that above all, that we would be doers of your word and not hearers alone, Father God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would use me today to speak into the hearts of your people. Father, that I would decrease in my own thoughts, and my own wisdom, and that you would increase, Lord God. Father, you know what we need, dear God, and so I ask you that you would speak to our hearts, not just for us, my God, for Lord, you have blessed us the same way you did Abraham so we could be a blessing, my God. And so, Lord, we give you glory and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, someone said, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. We had started a series a little while back, and I do not know if I told you the theme of that series, but the theme of the series is called Faithful Living, talking about being full of faith and living full of faith, which is something that is in very, very important. When we began this series, we, asked, we started out with this question, or I ended the first message with this question, and it was the, what Jesus said, when he returns to the earth, will he really find faith? When the Son of God returns to the earth, will he really find not any faith but the faith? You see, because there are a whole bunch of different kinds of faith up in this world right now. Hello, somebody. And he's going to find all kind of craziness because that's just how it's going to be. But, but the faith, the faith that we have been privileged to have, is he going to find that operating? Is he going to find that moving? And remember what I said, he was speaking to his disciples and so it would seem like a question that shouldn't be asked because if anybody was going to have faith, it should have been them. But the reality is that you can walk with Jesus for a time, you can experience Jesus for a time and still come up short when it comes to that faith. Hello? And so we want to make sure, at least I want to be sure, glory to God, that I am found with faith when he comes and finds me. Either when the trumpet sounds and I go to be with him or when I go ahead and breathe my last breath that there is faith because if faith ain't found, baby, mm mm-hmm. In the original Greek text when you read these scriptures that we have dealt with and and if you look a little if you look up a little bit there look right up to chapter 10 in the book of Hebrews verse 38 and it says now the just shall live by faith now the just shall live by faith, and, and, and the scripture is also quoted in the book of Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, if you're taking notes, and also in the book of Galatians chapter 3 and verse 11. But when I was studying the scripture, and I, I meant to tell you this when I first taught it, but it worked out better today, but when I was studying the scriptures and I looked it up in its original, this is how it reads. It says, the righteous by faith live. So the emphasis is not put on the word living or walking, but it is put on by faith. And so I would say it like this: You and I have not begun to truly live or walk in Christ until we are by faith living or by faith walking. Let me let me, let me give you the illustration because I knew that some of y'all be like, Okay, hey, Bishop, I don't understand, but I'm, I'm gonna help you out. Glory to God. Not because you're dumb, just because it's hard for me to understand. I was like, okay, Lord, I got it, but how can I explain this? And I don't know about you, but how many of y'all walk in the dark in your homes? Ever, ever, you know, like in your bedroom, right? Okay. Usually you walk in the dark because you don't want to wake other folks up, so you don't want to start flipping on lights because, you know, you're considerate and compassionate, and some folk, they don't care, right? You know, but anyway, get delivered from that. Hallelujah. But see, there's something that, 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 that I realize, and it is that in my bedroom, I sleep closer to the bedroom door than my wife does, so I sleep on the far side. I sleep further away from the restroom because my wife uses the restroom many times throughout the night. And you know, uh, ultimately, I <laughs> I don't know. She just you know she's she's always getting up. I'm like I could never I couldn't sleep like that. I would never be able to get sleep. But she does it good. She gets her eight hours. Glory to God. But anyway, so she's like you know got to be closer to the to the restroom. But you know, re- realistically, I also do it because you know if anything were to ever happen in our home, I would like to be the closest to the door so that way I can run. No, I'm just kidding. So that way I can go ahead and take care of business. Glory to God. God hallelujah but 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 so the thing is that I am I am I I I sleep on this side so my bed you know I got my bed here and then there is a pathway that comes you know I get out of my bed and I got to come this way and I walk to the restroom and now just so you guys know you know my daughter she still sleeps in our room she sleeps on the floor glory to God and, 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 and it's, it's all good. I always tell my wife, I'm like, you know what, babe? I'm like, you know what we need to do? She doesn't sleep on the floor. She sleeps on a mattress on the floor. Let's get it right because look, like I got my daughter sleeping like, okay, third, this ain't no third world country here, okay, in my home. But anyway, the point of the matter is she doesn't want to leave the room, and it's okay. We're good. But there, 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 there's something that, you know, it, it happens, and it is that sometimes I've got to get up and use the restroom in the middle of the night. But, every, you know, most, you know in, some mornings, you know, I get up before them or whatever, and I got to walk in the dark. And so here's what happens. I know the path that I got to go to and, and how, I'm, how I need to get there, not because the lights are on, but because I know the way. Amen, somebody? Because what happens is, see, my daughter, and I don't know about anybody who has a little daughter, you know, or you were a little girl, you will re- you'll be able to identify with this, but you know, little girls have this thing. They like to put on their mommy's shoes. Now, shoes in the middle of the night are painful when they hit the middle of your foot, regardless of whether they're a heel or not, but... The heel just intensifies the pain. (laughs) And see, my little girl, I don't know about, maybe it's just her, but, you know, I don't know. But she isn't the type that says, well, you know, I got these shoes here, so I'm going to put them back. Nor does she say, Daddy may need to walk by here in the middle of the night, so let me move them out of the path that he is going to go. So what I normally do, normally, is I make sure that I pass through there and make sure that the pathway is clear for what? So that way I'm not over here yelling in the middle of the night or being like, oh my Lord. And this is what happens. Now, 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 why am I painting this picture? Because I am walking, now listen to me, when I am walking from my bed, I already have a picture inside of my head of where it is that I'm going, where I need to step, where I need to stop. I know when I pass through the threshold of my bathroom door that the other door that is where the toilet is, is cracked halfway open. And my wife, when she's asleep in her, you know, many times to the restroom, she doesn't exactly close that door. So if I don't extend my hand like this, there is a potential I'm going to walk right into the door and bust my head. And so I know all of these things by what? Because the lights are on? No. Because in my mind, in my heart, I already know these things. And that is the same picture, church, that we have got to have when we're talking about walking or or by faith walking. Because we are not walking, waiting to find or waiting to touch. No, 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 no. There's a certain authority. I can tell you, you if you could picture, you know, get a video camera in there, you would see me get up out of my bed. And I walk just like if I was walking. I'm not slowing down. I'm like this, okay, I got to move this. And everything is, there's no stopping or slowing down. Why? Because I know where I'm going. It gets tripped up when my daughter caught me off guard and left a shoe somewhere. And then I'm like, oh, glory to God. Then I got to be like walking, okay, because I knew I got thrown off course. Hello. But that is what it is to by faith walk If you remember what I talked about, I talked about that faith and I talked about the word evidence and how it practices rebuke of the things that are not seen. And what we've got to realize is that God has imprinted some stuff inside of us and that is what we are living by. We are not trying to figure stuff out. We shouldn't be trying to figure stuff out. We should be walking by that faith. We should be living by that faith of what God says. And so we have this wonderful example. And this man by the name of Enoch, and he begins to show us what it really means to have a faithful walk. And that's the title of the message this morning, Faithful Walk. Because Enoch was a man who God, once again, he makes it into this hall of faith here. And he, the first one we saw in Abel last week, how to worship, how to be full of faith in our worship. And now we see, looking at the life of Enoch, how do we walk? full of faith how do we live our lives walking with God full of faith in the same manner that Enoch does and I want you to hear this we will either walk with God in his truth or we will hope to find God in our reality hmm it's not no Zen saying I want you to think about this you and I will either walk with God according to his truth and in his truth and his truth can transform situations or we will try to be in our situations where is god in this let me figure this out because this is what is going on and so i've got to try to put stuff together and can i tell you that that's the reason why many people backslide why many people walk away from the lord it is because they start looking at their realities and they start trying to figure out or figure god into it not realizing that all they've got to do is st- Stand upon God's truth and bring their lives into order just like I do when I walk through the room and I say okay I'm going to walk through here that doesn't belong that's gonna trip me up that's gonna potentially hurt me and I deal with all of those things and that way what the path is right and so I walk according to truth I'm not over here trying to feel around because of what church because we have something that the world does not have we have a divine revelation from the almighty God that he has given us for what just so we could get excited about on a Sunday so we could get excited about it once in a while no he gave it to us so that way we could live by it we could live by what is in there we could walk with god the way enoch did the first thing i want you to repeat with me is this is say a faithful walk will be molded and measured by the word of god our focus should be to walk as closely as fully and as sincerely with God as humanly possible. That should be our goal. Can I tell you the issue, church? You want to repeat that again, Pastor? I'm going to repeat this. Glory to God. Our focus should be to walk as closely and as fully and as sincerely with God as humanly possible. That should be our goal. When we're looking at the life of Enoch, it should motivate us to walk as closely as we can with our God, as fully as we can with our God, and as sincerely as we can with our God. That should be our motivation. Our problem is this, is that many of us want God to walk with us, but we're not willing to walk with him. See, we we, we think God is some kind of tag along. (laughs) He'll just come along with me wherever I go. The devil is a liar. Good Oh, no, y'all ain't saying nothing. See, 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 what, what we think is that, can I tell you the issue? This is the issue, glory to God. Some crazy person, and I want to say this, I want to preface this statement because I haven't been out in the parking lot looking at your cars and your bumper stickers, so if you happen to have this bumper sticker on your car, this is not meant for you. But anyway, there is a little bumper sticker that says, God is my co. now 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 hold on a second y'all co-pilot signifies i'm the one who's given the orders i'm the one who's given the directions and he's just there to make sure that everything is going according to my orders my directions, my plan (laughs) y'all gonna make me repeat the mess i'm trying to get y'all out of here early glory to god When we are talking about God being our co-pilot church, what we are saying is that God is going to go wherever I say, instead of me going wherever God says. Listen, God is not interested in everything that you are interested in. Oh, I know. Ouch. He's not concerned with some of the stuff you're concerned about. I know y'all don't want to say amen, but it's the truth. We think that, listen, God cares about every hurt, every pain. He cares about your bills. He, he cares about all of that stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm even saying He don't even care about that because he already got that under control. That's right. amen. Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't saying nothing. He's not, when I say he cares, well, what, what he is concerned and what he's actively, he has already provided, church, if we will walk by faith, If we will walk by what the word says, then what begins to happen? What begins to happen is we begin to walk in the fullness of his will. Hello? But the issue is we want God to be with us and we pray it all the time. Glory to God. I've prayed it. God be with me. Never asking God, do you want me to go there? Do you want me to have that conversation? Lord, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to buy that car? Hello? Do you want me to buy that? house? I know. I know I'm blessed. Hallelujah. But Lord, have you blessed me like that? Glory to God. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Hmm. See, the issue for us, church, is that if we are going to be like Enoch, then that means that our walk needs to be modeled by what? The Word of God needs to be molded by the word of God and needs to be measured by the word of God. Turn with me to the book of First John right over here. A couple of books over. I want you to look at something. Let's look at the first measurement, glory to God, that we need to measure ourselves by. First John chapter 2 and verse 6. When you got to say amen... Verse 6 says, he who says, this is speaking to us, he who says, now, 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 hold on, let me stop there. How many of you would say that you are doing your best or that you are abiding in Christ? Raise your hand if you are abiding in him. That should be every hand in this place. If not, we need to go on in and preach salvation right now because if you saved, you are abiding in him. This ain't a trick question. I'm not, I'm not going to come back at you. I just want you to, are you abiding in Christ? Raise your hand if you abiding in him. you in a relationship. you in his word. You do, okay, well, glory to God. Okay, so this is talking to you. He or she, will say they, they who say, they abide in him, ought themselves also to walk just as he walked. Who is that he? Jesus. So here's the question. We're, We're measuring, remember, we're measuring our walk. So the question becomes, are you walking? Are you loving? Are you sharing? Are you doing just as Jesus did? Are you forgiving? You gotta ask yourself these questions. Am I walking just as Jesus walked? Not like Kanye West. Hello. That's another one. Got, I don't know, he's like his third pilot, not even his co pilot, but anyway. Listen to me. Are you walking? The way that Jesus walked when he was in this earth. Are you walking according to the pattern that he left behind? Okay, so that's the first question. The second measurement that we're going to have here, the book of Galatians. Turn there with me if you would. The book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. When you got it, say so. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay. So let me ask you this question. What is having its way in you? Is anger, bitterness, Hatred, lust, is that what is having its way in you? Or is it the Spirit of God that is having His way in you? Listen, church, this is not me. This is the holy standard of God. He says, if you walk in the Spirit, not by the Spirit, not if the Spirit walks with you, no, no, no. He said, if you will walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill. That word there means to accomplish. You will not accomplish the desires of the flesh. Because of what? Because you are walking in the spirit according to the spirit. See, here's the thing. When you and I are focused on walking as closely and as fully and as sincerely with God as humanly possible, the result will be this, that you and I will be no more just as Enoch was no more. Oh, Bishop, that's too spiritual, Bishop. The Apostle Paul says in the book of Galatians, he says, it is no longer I, who live. He was no more. But it was Christ who was living in him. It was Christ who was loving through him. It was Christ who was preaching through him. It was Christ who was healing through him. It was Christ who was delivering through him. It was Christ who was conquering through him. It was was no longer Paul. He was just like Enoch Church. He walked with God and walked with God to the place of his death. And, And then the scripture says in Galatians as well that we have been crucified with Christ, church. That means we are no more. Uh Uh-huh. Tough word. This is what it means to walk with God. It means that it's no longer about me. It's no longer about my feelings. It's no longer about my emotions. It's no longer about me, me, me. See, that's the problem. My daddy told me like this, the problem with the church, they have an eye problem. It ain't this eye, it's this eye. Mm Mm-hmm. It's all about me. It's all about my feelings. Uh-huh. Enoch wasn't worried about his feelings. You know what he was concerned with? He was concerned and consumed with walking with God. By faith, the scripture says something. See, because there's a promise in all of this. By faith, the scripture says, he was taken by God so that he, what? Would not see death. Can I tell you something? Your Jesus promises you. He promises me. He said, "Glory to God!" He said, "He said it like this." He said, "Truly, truly," King James Version, "Verily, verily." What does that mean? That means he was dead serious. He was repeating himself. He was saying, "Hey, hey, hey! Listen up, y'all! Y'all listening? That's what it is. Listen up, y'all! Listening." He who keeps my word will not see death. So that means that if I will walk with God till I am no more, then I will not see death, just like Enoch. Bishop, what do you mean, Bishop? We're all going to die. You're right. Can I ask you a question? When Stephen was being sown, did he see death or did he see God's glory? Answer the question. Did he see death or did he see God's glory? He didn't see death. He saw the glory of God. He saw the heart of God. He didn't see that. When the apostle Paul, I remember when I was in the world, I used to be, you know, someone would come up and get up in your face. i mean, like, man, I don't see you. Right? You know, because you thought you was bad. You were either real scared, glory to God, and you were just trying to intimidate them, or you just really didn't see them. It was one or the other, glory to God, sometimes some of both. Hallelujah. But the fact of the matter was, you were saying, you don't mean nothing to me. When the scripture says that we won't see death, It's not saying that we won't die. It's saying that we will not see death from the position that everybody else in the world sees it. And when we see death, it's like the Apostle Paul. They were crying on him. And they were saying, don't go because death awaits you. And he says, listen, I'm ready to be beaten and even die for the cause of Christ. Uh Oh, but that's an apostle. Listen, church, that apostle, you know what he said? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Ain't that what he said? He said, imitate. He said, be like me. So what was he saying, church? Forget that I'm an apostle. You got the same spirit dwelling in you. You have the same word leading and guiding you. You have the same responsibility that I have to be what? To be a witness in this earth of the power and reality of the Jesus Christ whom we preach. Right, that's right. Hello. Second thing I need you to repeat with me. Say that we must maintain and demonstrate a faithful walk. With God. When we are walking by faith and living by faith. What it means, it means to be driven, to be directed, and to be developed by faith. This type of faith, when you are driven, when you are directed, when you are being developed by faith that is a product of the Word of God, by the Spirit of God dwelling in you, you know what begins to happen? There becomes one thing that is on your mind, and it is a testimony that Enoch received. It says that he pleased God. Listen, church, when faith is really working in you, when God is really stretching you into that position you want to know what begins to happen you become consumed by one thing and that is hearing your heavenly father say to you well done good and faithful servant it is one thing it is that while you walk on this earth that there is a witness from the holy ghost that no matter who leaves you no matter who is against you no matter who rises up no matter what that you know that your god and you are walking together you see it is displeasing to God Almighty, when we declare one thing and live another. See, because the truth of the matter is it says for, he, he, he look at Hebrews 11, I'm sorry. He says, verse 6, he says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. This is the scripture that we know that the church, the vision of the church is here. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So by faith, is a way that we please God. That means this. That means that there is a way. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. There is a way to please God. How do you please him? Well, number one, you either believe that he is or that he isn't. You either believe that he is the only way to salvation or he is not. You either believe him to be the God of gods and the Lord of lords or he's not. There's no in between. What do you mean, Bishop? Listen, this is what I mean. Is that if I were to ask 90%, 100% of the church, if I, ask, if I had the privilege to ask 100% of the people that call themselves Christians, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to truth and life? And he's the only way to the life. You, know you know what most of them will say? Because I'm going to tell you right now, statistics will prove not all of them are going to say that because there's some people in church who don't even believe that. But, but, for the group of Christians who say that Jesus is the only way to salvation, among that group, I can promise you, That they will say he's the only way to salvation and they know that he's the only way to heaven, but they don't want to live according to all of his ways. Did you hear me? So do you really believe he's the only way? If you're living according to your ways, do you really believe that he's the only way? If you're living according to your own mold or your own pattern, you want to know what that's called? Can I tell you what that's called? That's called religion. And when you live according to your own way, see, religion is based on this. It is based on a deity. Listen to me now. Some deity, some, whatever you believe in, this religion gives homage to that God. Amen? Gives reverence to that God. Lives according to that God's standards. Is that not the truth? That, that, that's, that's what religion is. Living according to a standard of whatever that God is. Okay, so now hear me. You got to walk with me in this. So if I am saying with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the way, He is the truth, and he is the life, and he is the only way to the Father. If I am saying that, but I am living according to my standards, what does that make my God? Let me tell you what it makes him. It makes him your own creation. And you know what that's called? Idolatry. Because what you have done is you have said, you know what? I am going to call my God by the name of Jesus, but I'm not going to live according to everything And so my worship, hear me church, I know this is heavy, ain't it, huh? Mm -hmm, Glory to God. (laughs) But my worship is tied to what? It is tied to what I really believe about my God. Hello? And so what am I doing? I'm saying, well, you know what? I'm going to worship him according to my standards. Isn't that what Cain did? Uh huh. Well, we won't go there because I preached that last week. Get the CD, glory to God. It'll help you to understand a little bit more about worship according to your own standards. So the first thing is when you want to please him, you will come to him and you believe that he is. The second thing that you will either do or not is you will believe that he is a rewarder or he is not a rewarder. You will believe that there is an end to your faithfulness. You will believe that there is an end to your fasting and and seeking Him, that there is an end to you knowing and, 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 and obeying His word. There is an end to that church when we really have faith operating in our lives. Here's the question this will answer both of these for you Are you diligently seeking Him, or are you just seeking Him whenever? Diligent seeking means all out searching for your God, not just in prayer. But in prayer, not just in worship, but in worship, not just in the word, but in the word that you are all out seeking him. And you're not just seeking to know more about him, but you're seeking to demonstrate who he is in the earth. That's what it means, church, to be a diligent seeker. So you know what? If you are not diligent, if you are not passionate, if you are not devoted to seeking your God, listen to me. Do you really believe that he is the only way do you really believe that he is you see when you go ahead and, and and i say this because i know right now economic times are tough church but when you sit down and you look at your bills and i know i've talked to people that this is their situation and it's okay nobody in here right now so don't worry about that i'm not talking about you glory to god but i've talked to some folks and you know what they say they say god i don't know how i'm gonna do this And they say bishop When I sit down and I look at my checkbook, you know what I see? I see that I don't have enough money to tithe. So I can't grasp in my mind how I could write that check. And I'm like, do you believe that he is? And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Listen, can I say something to you? And this may sound harsh, and I'm not telling you to do this because it's a faith thing between you and God. But I would rather have no lights in my house my house, and take cold baths because my water heater ain't working and God knows I hate cold baths. But I would rather do that than rob God. I would rather sit in the dark, y'all. No cable, no TV. I would rather do, I would, look, I'd rather look busted, hello, Come up in here looking crazy because if I let my hair grow because I can't shave, just looking rough, y'all. I would rather be in that situation than not prove to God that I'm faithful. And I'm not talking out the side of my neck here because my wife and I know what it's like to both be without work. Hello, somebody. To so both, you know, we were, living off of, we were living off of God's provision, which was a 401k that she had. And can I tell you what we did? Let me tell you what we did, Gloria. We, we, we went ahead because, you know, there's penalties for pulling that stuff out. So we tried to be wise because we knew we either pull it out, or we were going to be living on the streets. Hello. So what do we do? Every month, we will pull out enough. We need this in order to pay our bills in order to get by. You know what we did every time we pulled that money out? Here's a tithe check. Ten percent of what we just pulled out. Because you know what? That's God's provision. That's what we did, church. And you want to know something? My wife and I can li- stand here and testify to you that God is a rewarder of those who diligently, who determine that I am going to obey your word. Because you don't stop seeking him when you walk out of a prayer closet, church. You are seeking him because, and I'm just using this tithe analogy. When you are tithing, what you are doing is say, God, I am seeking you for your provision. That's right. I am seeking you to fulfill your word. That's what you're saying. That's right. But you know what? You won't write that check if faith is not operating in your heart. That's right. The third thing, and we're getting ready to close here. Say we must be maturing in our walk of faith with God. As we by faith live and by faith walk with God, you and I become secure as to where we are. Now hear me, this is important for you. Because when you are growing in your walk with God, when you are growing in your relationship with Him, what begins to happen is you begin to understand where you are no matter what you're facing. And when you know where you are, no matter what you're facing, you know what that does? That keeps you focused, that keeps you fervent, that keeps you faithful. It keeps you founded because you know what, church? The winds are going to blow. The trials are going to come. The situations, they're not going to stop because you're walking with God. The moment that you decide that you are going to walk with Him with all of your heart, let me give you a guarantee. All of hell is going to break loose to try to knock you off as early as possible. The moment that you say that you're going to fast, that is when suddenly everybody decided to go to Dunkin' Donuts that day and bring all of these things into the workplace. That is the day that it seems like your stomach, you woke up with a grumble in your stomach. Listen to me, church. There is a battle that goes on and the moment you decide god i'm gonna get up tomorrow morning at five o'clock oh glory to god and i'm gonna pray for an hour you want to know what happens that's the night that you're laying in your bed until two thirty in the morning saying man i can't go to sleep listen to me you have got to realize church that the enemy doesn't sleep in slumber he wants to keep you in your little lullaby christianity everything is good everything is good It's all right, I'm blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But get serious about God. And you're gonna see the devil's gonna get real serious about you. But see, it's all right. Because you know what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. You see, you gotta remember the scripture says, Peter tells us, be vigilant. For your enemy, like a roaring lion, is roaming about, seeking whom he can devour. Listen to me. (laughs) He's looking for someone he can devour. That means he can't devour anybody. Hello? He's got to find that sheep that went off by himself. And I'm not talking about the one that left the building. Because you can be all by yourself sitting in the building. hmm Hello. You can be surrounded by people and still be all by yourself. You can be sitting down here in the same message that other people are saying amen to, and other men are saying, uh, other people saying ouch to, and other people ain't saying nothing to, and you can be saying, Yeah, Bishop's going crazy. You're by yourself. Listen to me. The enemy wants to see who can devour. He can't devour the one who is walking with his God. Didn't you see Job? What happened with Job, church? He walked with his God. He was devoted to his God, and the devil hated him. And he's like, look, he worships you for a reason, because you won't let me touch him. Okay, go on ahead and touch everything he's got. I know that's my son. I know he's been walking with me. Took all of his animals. Killed his kids. Just him and his wife. Job was like, could you have left my daughter and taken them with it anyway? That's what, I know Job, he didn't say it, but I know he was thinking it. glory to God. Especially after he got sick. Then he was really like, man, my daughter would have taken care of me through this. You telling me to curse my God and die. What kind of woman is that? Hello. He says, yeah, you touched everything and he still didn't curse you, but let me touch him. And he says, okay, flesh for flesh. Go on ahead. Touch his body, but don't kill him. Touch Job. Job has these boils. The scripture says that he was in so much pain, y'all. He was taking pottery. I, I don't know if you, you know, he was breaking pottery and scratching himself. Do you understand how bad that itch is? You know, you've had that itch that you would just like do whatever you can. That's what it was. I mean, he was scratching those sores. He was in dire pain. And you know what he never did? He didn't curse his God. Oh, he questioned his God when he was going through his situation. But you know what? He lifted up the things that he was saying. He was righteous before his God. His God questioned him. Oh, yeah, where was you when I was doing this? Because you're going to come and have counsel with me. That's Job's mistake. He was a little prideful. Hello. He thought he just had a right. Listen. And none of us got it right. Church, we need some people like Job that will go through whatever they're going through and they won't turn their backs on their God because that is what it means to walk by faith, to walk with God by faith. When you are walking with him by faith, the world around you can collapse but your world will never fall. Bishop, what do you mean? That is my world. Yeah, if that's your world, that's your problem. Hello? (laughs) See, there's something that you've got to understand. And is the problem with us is that we don't realize it. But we sometimes have more of a hold on our world than we do our God. We have more of a a dependence and security in the world around us, be it people, be it whatever, and we don't have our faith in God. We're not holding on to Him, church. And when the winds blow, you know who's walking in that boat with you. Hello? You know who is there with you when you're going through whatever, you know why? Because you have been walking with him. You wanna know why we end up in the situations that we do and we go to questioning God and all this kind of stuff? I'm gonna tell you why. It's because we're not really walking with him. And then we go through this trial, this is what happens. We start asking questions. Well, you know, is this God's judgment? Why am I going through this? This is what we start saying, is it not? When we don't know when we're walking. Oh, I can tell you from experience. The month of January, glory to God. Listen guys, Pastor Renee turned in his resignation. Sister Haiti and Brother Ralph said they were leaving. I talked to Brother Paul and Sister Sophie and they said, yeah, we're going too. Glory to God. I said, Lord, I'm praying, ain't I? I'm seeking you, aren't I? But you know what? The Lord would not allow me to get depressed. He wouldn't allow me to get discouraged. You know why? Because he said, son, you and I are walking through this together. Didn't I tell you this was going to be a year of stretching? Didn't I tell you that the first test was going to be in your faith? And so where is it? And you know what, church? You get the privilege, hallelujah, to watch your bishop walk by faith through all of this. Not bitter with nobody. Praying blessings over them. Praying that God would deal with them and do with them what he has purposed. Because they are part of the body of Christ. Listen to me, church. Don't let your faith be shaken because of situations. Just make sure you're walking with the king. Because when you're walking with the king, it doesn't matter who walks away. It doesn't matter who's not with you. It doesn't matter who curses you. It doesn't matter who hurts you. Because you are walking with the king. Listen. It's okay to go through stuff. Just make sure you know where you are when you're going through them. Just make sure you know in whom's hands... You are. Because you know what? I said to the Lord, I said, God, I know this much. I know that you and I have been talking like we ain't ever talked before. I know you've been showing me stuff like you ain't ever shown me before. I know you've been stirring my heart like you've never stirred me before. And I said, you know, and there could be because I would never compare myself to Job. And I said, but man, if there's ever a time in my life that I've been walking according to the will of God, it is now. And I said, and maybe there was some kind of counsel in heaven that took place. Glory to God. And said, yeah, you see that guy right there yelling, screaming, shouting, sweating, losing his voice, all that kind of stuff. Can I mess with him? And the Lord may have said, go on ahead. And you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to curse my God and die. I want to die and bless my God. I want to die to myself and bless my God because I realize that above all things, we will never get to where God is taking us unless we can endure pain. I heard somebody quote this to me. They said that your level of greatness will be determined by your threshold for pain. Oh, glory to his name. I know y'all don't want to hear that glory to God. Listen to me. We have got to be a people that can take the pain and continue to run this race. That we can fight this fight and that we can continue to get whatever happens. Because Can can I tell you something? I ain't no punching bag for the devil, y'all. Hello, somebody. Don't ever let no one lie to you and tell you that you are because you're not. God's hand is upon you as long as you're walking with him. As long as you are committed to him. But God is questioning us today. What's on your heart? What's in your mind? I want to show you one more scripture because a lot of times when we go through situations and we go through difficulty, we begin to automatically fall into the place of fear. And we know Pastor Anna, when she was speaking, she was talking about fear and faith cannot reside in the same place. Amen. Amen. But if I could add to that revelation, how do we get rid of fear? this is the good question turn your bibles to the book of first john again and i want to show you just in case you didn't know because i know some of you know but we try to add faith to ourselves. no the scriptures give us how to deal with the fears that try to come against our faith first john chapter four When you say it, when you, when you got it, say amen. In verse 17, look at what it says. It says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear. Look at this. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in faith. No, has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. You want to deal with your fears? You want to deal with stuff? Get intimate with your God. Be perfected in his love get to know him intimately get to know his ways get to walking with him and seeking him like you have never before and you know what when stuff comes against you you're not going to get bitter you're not going to get angry that is all immaturity and that is all a bunch of junk from the devil what is going to happen to you is you're going to say my god if all of this hell is coming my way if all of these situations are coming against me then how much more glory am i waiting on the other side of this and what happens is you begin to become perfected and fear judgment and all of that stuff is gone out of your mind why because the king of glory is coming in the king of glory is walking with you the book of habakkuk which is where these these scriptures are quoted from where it talks about the just living by faith it clearly tells us there it says that the pride the prideful man he his eyes are haughty, but the just shall live by faith Or he shall live by his faithfulness. I want you to get this. The reason why we are able to go through whatever we go through. And the reason we're able to have this faith imprint inside of us. Is because we know the faithfulness of God Almighty. Because we know that he says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We know that he said what he meant. And therefore, our faith is built on his faithfulness. And it produces faithfulness to him in us. Hello? And so here he is. And I know I said I was closing like 20 minutes ago. Praise the Lord. But it's all right. Glory to God. Some of us, as we said earlier, when you are truly walking with God... You will become no more. It will be Christ living in you. There's something that I love happens every once in a while in my home. And my wife will come into the kitchen. And it usually happens when I'm like washing dishes or now putting dishes away. And she'll come and she'll be like, what happened to my husband? It's okay to laugh. You can laugh. Glory to God. She's like, are you okay? Is, is everything all right with you? Glory to God. Baby. Yeah. And I told y'all from the beginning of my marriage for like the first, what, four years, five years, ten years, however many years? Seven years, seven years. There you go. I was, I don't know, I knew it was some amount of years. I probably washed like two dishes in that whole seven year period. Ooh, hallelujah. Then I got a revelation of how much me washing some dishes would bless my wife. I wish some, you know, man of God would have came and told me that, but no one did. And so I'm telling y'all, man of God, wash some dishes, glory to his name. But then something else happened. And this was recent. This was more recent because I would wash the dishes. But I hated, I hated with a passion putting dishes away. I was like, man, i wash dishes until I'm blue in the face. But baby, I put, I mean, I'm talking about pile of dishes like this. And I'm like trying to put a dish there and, and go around. I mean, I'm doing everything I can not to put them dishes away. And then one day I had to get a spoon, and it was way in the bottom of that pile. And the Holy Ghost was like, how do you think your wife feels having to get those doggone spoons in the bottom of the pile? He didn't say doggone, but he said, you know, how do you think? How do you think she feels? And when I got that revelation, you know what I said? I said, never again. I'm going to put the dishes away. And she came up to me, baby, are are you all right, baby? Is everything okay with you? But you know why I love that? Because that shows me that someone else is living through me. The Jesus that loves her is living through me. And here's the issue, church, that for some of us, we are no more in certain areas. We may no longer be this in the workplace. We may no longer be the one who's cursing over here. We may no longer be the one who is getting angry over here. We may be the one who is, like me, doing dishes now and, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and, and putting away dishes. And I'm, I'm praying that the Lord doesn't make me cook because I'm really going to be like, Lord, that's a stretch for real. But right now, I think we all all right, glory to God. We got a teamwork going on. We're carrying a load. Amen, amen. Can I get a high five? Praise the Lord. Y'all are witnesses to that high five. Bishop ain't got to cook. So now, I'm going to call on y'all. Be like, babe, don't. No, no, you gave me a high five in front of the church, glory to God. But listen. Listen to me, listen, listen, listen. And ladies, you cannot be on her side, glory to God, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, that's it. Listen. But you know what we gotta deal with, church? We gotta deal with, we need to praise God for the areas that we are no more. But we need to confront the areas that we still are. Because as long as those areas remain, that we are still there and Christ is not living, it holds us back from our next level of power, our next level of fruitfulness. Our next level of blessing our next level of faithfulness and so my question for you this morning is where is it that you still are it may be a long laundry list of places that you still are it may be just a few places you can think of right now but you know what's important not the length of the list but your availability to confront those issues and say God I don't want to be anymore I want to walk with you in the fullness of of your power and the fullness of your love. And I want to be like Enoch. I want to be one who it says, I pleased you. Every eye is closed, every head is bowed. Please stand to your feet.